Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Nice to meet you, Sola. Sola, Sola. Sola. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, great to meet you, and I really appreciate you coming on to the show. Pleasure. So, um, yeah, I'd just like to discuss a bit more about your background and, and whatnot. Uh, I just wanted to put it out there. I haven't had a great deal of sleep right today, so uh, I've had like four hours. I don't know how many how many hours you need. What's what's the sweet spot for you for sleep? Uh, seven to eight. Seven to eight. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. So yeah, unfortunately, my uh, my dog back home in the UK, I've had her for fifteen years. She died yesterday. Oh, I know. That's so sad. I know. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. it. I know. So I woke up at like. Anyway, couldn't get back to sleep. So that's my little excuse. But okay. I'm going to leave you the most of the talking. Okay, that's so, fine. Look. I'm good talker. <laughs> Great stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you could just tell the listeners a little bit more about your background yeah, and yeah. whatnot, that'd be great. Yeah, so, my story. Okay, so I feel that I am part of a cause that is just so much greater than myself. So, I'm the creator and director of Whole Foods brand Star Anise Organic Whole Foods and Sydney's first, Sydney's first dedicated broth bar called Broth Bar and Larder, which opened its doors a couple years ago up the street in Bronte. I'm a real and traditional foods cooking instructor, a health coach, a wellness blogger. I'm a lover of the sun and surf, and I'm on a serious mission to bring nutrient-dense traditional whole foods back to the modern table. And how this all started was, you know, I certainly was on the conscious consumption path well before I had kids, but it wasn't until I had kids of my own um, about 13 years ago and we hit rock bottom and had more health issues than you could poke a stick at, culminating in the hospitalization of my little baby boy. And I, that's when I fully, it really hit home how diet and other lifestyle factors directly and profoundly impact our health. And I went on this hell-bent mission to try to understand how to best nourish myself and my family because the approach I had been taking up until that point, so growing up on a standard Western diet followed by a vegetarian diet clearly was not working. And I came across the works of Dr. Weston A. Price and the power of nutrient-dense traditional whole foods that had served all traditional societies the world over for millennia. And they lived in a state completely free of chronic illness and degenerative disease. And out of sheer desperation and as a last resort, I thought, okay, well, I'll give this traditional whole foods diet a crack in a bid to heal myself and my family. So I went out into the marketplace in Sydney over 10 years ago to try and source this food. And I was sorely disappointed that I could not find any bone broth. No one was making and selling broth-based soups or local casseroles. There was no raw fermented veggies in Sydney over 10 years ago. Sorry to interrupt, but whilst we're on that topic, can you just give the listeners a bit more detail into what bone broth actually is? Because a lot of people don't know what it is. Yeah, Yeah. so it's basically um, boiling up and simmering the bones of pastured animals for a long, slow period of time to extract all the nutrients in there. Mm -hmm. And um, I can go into a little bit more detail later on. Yes, it's kind of like a basically made from the bones of animals. Oh, okay, yeah. awesome. So, yeah, no one was making and selling 10 years ago in Sydney bone broth or mm. broth-based soups or local casseroles. There was no raw fermented veggies, certainly no kombucha and beef kvass on the market in Sydney 10 years ago, no super crispy activated nuts, and all the raw treats still had refined sugar or agave syrup in them. So what did I do? 
um, I got back into my kitchen and I just started making this food from scratch myself. And with my two little babies around my ankles, I started crafting super simple, fuss-free recipes and stockpiling my fridges and freezers and just selling the surplus to friends who didn't have the time and energy and bandwidth to make it themselves. And then the circle of friends just kept expanding and expanding. And then the health coaching and the cooking classes started because I wanted to empower women to be able to make this food themselves or at the very least to understand why they should include it in their family's diet. So my little family basically went from barely surviving to thriving all through changing our diet and making other simple lifestyle changes. So um, even though health is very much multifactorial, so I've written a number of blog posts on what I call the eight foundations of health, nourishing your body with nutrient-dense foods is, I believe, the fastest and easiest way of maintaining and reclaiming spectacular health with the most profound impact. Wow. Yeah, I can totally, I can totally relate to that because uh, I quickly skimmed over my, my journey and Long story short, as soon as I switched over from cutting out all processed mm. foods, all supplements, to focusing on eating whole foods and just mm. lots more vegetables, heaps yeah. of, that, that was a game changer. Yeah. Because I've told loads of people, um, and now that is probably similar to yourself. Number one on my list, my go-to is always vegetables now. Mm. So yeah. like if I've got my vegetables prepped in yeah. the fridge, I'm safe. Whereas yeah. before it was like, I've got to have protein, protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's some sort of like, you know, magical nutrient yeah. or something. But um, yeah, so, oh, that's, that's great to hear. But what I would like you to, um, to give a bit more insight into, yeah. if possible, for the listeners, is um, so processed foods and like a lot of people, from what I've, from what I've learned, you know, with clients and just in general, um, you know, people close to me and whatnot, like they don't quite realize the extent of mm. like, what, what they actually, they're not very mindful of yeah. what they, they think they're eating yeah. healthy a lot of the time, yeah. but without being like condescending, it's just they, they, they're not educated enough to know that actually, oh, that is quite processed and it's altering your microbiome, right? Your gut yeah. flora yeah. and actually rewiring the brain because of the sugar, yeah. the artificial sweeteners yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, just how would you um, just describe to people like, yeah. you know, what processed foods are and what, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like whole foods are essentially. Just, yeah, just exactly. To, so I know it's a tough question. But. And that's a great dichotomy. So I get people to think not in terms of organic or non-organic, but in terms of whole foods versus processed foods. That's yeah. the first step. Mm. So in terms of processed foods, basically in a nutshell, they're toxic, okay? And toxins create inflammation in the body and inflammation is the root cause of all modern disease. So mm. from cardiovascular disease, obesity, diabetes, the whole kit and caboodle. And there's three main buckets of toxins. So there's dietary toxins, environmental toxins, and even toxins that the body manufactures internally when it's under stress, mm -hmm. okay? Now, in terms of the dietary toxins, there's three main buckets of toxic food. They're your refined sugars, um, then your industrial seed oils, mm -hmm. and then your refined grains, like your gluten, refined gluten. So in terms of the refined sugars, so just educating people and getting them off, you know, the, the refined sugar, the artificial sweeteners, even sugars that are supposedly natural but really high in fructose, like agave syrup. Um, these have deleterious effect on, you know, your blood sugar levels, causing insulin spike and crashes. And, you know, we know the effect that that has on 
diabetes, cardiovascular disease, you know, you're on the doorstep of type 2, you know, diabetes. And so it's getting people to do what I call healthy swaps. So this is not about deprivation, it's about healthy swaps. So we just swap those refined sugars to natural sugars like maple syrup, um, coconut sugar, coconut nectar, rapadura sugar, things like that, whole fruit, okay, um, raw honey. And these are to be consumed in small amounts occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of healthy natural fats to slow down the release of the mm-hmm. sugars because our hunter-gatherer ancestors from which we evolved ate about as much sugar as we do today, grains of pepper. So I say to people, how many grains of pepper would you eat in a day? It's like, I call it, it's hardly anything. Yeah, so sure. that's how much sugar we're designed to eat. So when we overdo it, the body looks at that sugar and wants to get it out of the bloodstream because it views it as a toxin and that's when the hormone insulin comes, whisks mm-hmm. it away. It's a really clumsy, inelegant um, solution because it stores it as fat. So you end up gaining fat. So it's about healthy swapping to natural sugars um, in small amounts occasionally. And my whole entire treat range at Broth Bar and Larder and, and online is all based on these natural sugars. And they're all teamed with quality fats like... Um, coconut oil or butter or activated nuts or you know cakes are traditionally served with cream just to slow down the the release of the blood sugar then the second category of um, your public enemy number two are industrial seed oils so things like um, canola oil vegetable oil sunflower safflower margarine spreadable spreadable butters cotton seed oil corn oil uh, peanut oil these are made from a completely industrialized processed because seeds don't want to readily give up their oil and so to extract them they use high temperature and high heat and then we go home and we cook with them and they're not heat stable and that further um, causes the molecular structure to fall apart. Um, They have a very um, inflammatory effect on the body. They're really high in omega-6, which causes inflammation. It's the root cause of all modern disease. There's no nutritive value in them whatsoever, and they're particularly damaging for children and pregnant women. So, and yeah, they're used in all fast food restaurants, um, you know, fast food restaurants, cafes, all deep-fried food. Most packaged food will contain um, some sort of vegetable oil. So I educate my clients to simply... You have to read the ingredients on everything you buy in a packet, jar, container. The only thing we're really concerned about is all the words that come after the word ingredients. Mm. So don't look at the marketing fluff or any, you know, marketing claims. Um, and, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I always say, can you please cook my meal in healthy traditional fats like butter mm-hmm. or olive oil? So that's what the healthy swap is. So the good old-fashioned fats that your great-grandmother would have used, like butter, mm. olive oil, um, Pork lard, duck I've fat. I've got oil as well as I write in there. But That's okay. Yes, it's a cold pressed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah much yeah. more nutritiously getting the saturated yeah. fats and, and yeah. whatnot. Um, yeah, and so, obviously, yeah, this is satiety yeah. as well, isn't it? And yeah, exactly. And fat as well if you're having the butter, right? Yeah, exactly. Ideally. So these are these yeah. are healthy traditional fats that have served um, Homo sapiens for millennia. Mm. You know, we, we wouldn't have. You know, we, we, there wouldn't be an issue with cardiovascular disease at all if these saturated fats from natural sources were in any way untoward. We would have died out as a species long ago if yeah. butter or olive oil or eating the fat on the rim of grass-fed and finished meat was an issue, okay? Yeah. 
And then the third category of dietary toxins are your um, refined grains. So grains and legumes were introduced very recently in the human diet, only 10,000 years ago. And that might seem like a big number, 10,000, but in the context of 2.6 million years, where our genes were set on a hunter-gatherer diet, 10,000 years is like a drop in the bucket. It's like yesterday. Yes. So grains and legumes, if they're properly prepared through soaking, sprouting, and fermenting, are a lot more digestible. But once you start refining them, then that refining process strips out and takes out all the goodness. And so basically you're just eating empty calories and it's just like eating sugar. So we want to avoid the refined grains like the so, flay. Okay, so you're talking about like, you know, white bread. And, exactly, and like that, yeah. white bread, things found in crackers, pasta, you know, um, cereals, things like that. Yeah, so once again, we can healthy swap all of those. Um, so instead of white refined bread, we'd have sourdough bread. Yeah, for sure. You know, with yeah, exactly. Yeah. And less gluten as well, much less, significantly yeah, less gluten. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is not always, gluten is not always like, because uh, most people, a lot of people think they're intolerant to gluten, um, but a lot of the time, right, it's, it's, it's the, the other stuff, right? process, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, not to mention yeah. the, uh, you know, glyphosate and, and, and kind of um, yeah. the uh, pesticides and whatnot exactly, that they yeah. spray on the plants or the wheat or yeah. whatnot, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, that was great. Yeah, um, so there goes. So just if people can do one thing for their health, it's just to steer clear of these three main buckets of toxins: your refined okay. sugar, your industrial seed oils, and your refined grains. Awesome. Okay, so refined sugar. Can you give me like just like a common example, just for people like just refined. like refined table sugar. Okay, refined table sugar. Boom. Yeah. So the type of sugar. One more time. You said you said like coconut sugar. So coconut sugar, coconut nectar, maple syrup, yeah. raw honey, rapadura right. sugar, yeah. and whole. Fruit. Yeah. I mean, whole fruit is very sweet. That's yeah. right, yeah. And yeah. obviously the fibre then as well. From yeah, the fruit exactly. Well. So we wanted to have fruit in its whole food form, not in the form of juices or dried fruit. Mm. Okay, because they're just basically fructose. So Mother Nature nailed it and got it right with whole fruit. Yeah. And so satiating, full Great. of fibre. Yeah. Polyphenols for the antioxidants and all the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. Great, that was awesome, thanks. So yeah, um, so I'd like to go into something which is um, something I've kind of tuned into lately and I'm really, really more mindful of now, is different types of like, for example, shaving creams, shampoos, mm. you know, and people don't seem to realize, people kind of laugh at me, and I'm like, well, this, not, this is quite serious, right? Because the skin is permeable, mm. right? So anything you put on your skin mm. is gonna go into your bloodstream. Yeah, within 26 seconds. Within 26 seconds, you hear that? There we go, so yeah, um, yeah and, and the way I look at it, I heard this recently, actually, and it, it kind of hit home, I thought, um, you know, if you're not if you're not going to eat it or put it in your mouth, then don't put it on your skin. That's exactly my motto. If you cannot eat it, do not put it on your skin. Okay. Um, yeah, because they like endocrine disruptors, which um, like affect yeah. the hormones. Exactly. Can you just give people like a heads up on that because people yeah. laugh at me when I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, there's three types of toxins: your dietary toxins, which we spoke about, then your environmental toxins, and this is what, where this is coming in. So environmental toxins. Um, in personal care products and household cleaning products. So a lot of people, you know, once they've nailed the diet, I'll go to their house and do like a pantry raid and, and I'll find that their personal care products and household cleaning products are just rife with toxins, you know, things that, like, you know, like um, SLSs, which are foaming agents, mm -hmm. propylene glycols, PEGs, which are endocrine disruptors, parabens, um, as well, parabens yeah. bleach, mm -hmm. triclosan, things like this, you know, these call cause a deleterious effect on the human body. What most, do you mean by that, sorry, deleterious? Deleterious effect, like a really harmful effect. Oh, okay, sorry. All these chemicals, and the average right. woman, apply, woman applies like 300 chemicals 
uh, to her body per day, 80 yeah. of which are applied before she's even stepped out of the front yeah. door. So like makeup, for example. Exactly, so makeup, makeup, makeup yeah. exactly the same thing. Like what are heavy metals and mm. um, fragrances is another thing. Mm. So perfumes, you know, what, all the things that we put in and on our body, we need to start looking at that. And yeah. just because something is allowed to be sold in society or is ubiquitous in society doesn't make it safe. No. And that's where the people go, oh, but it's allowed to be sold. Yeah. So surely the government wouldn't allow something so bad to be sold. And unfortunately, that's really not the government's role. It doesn't step in and do that. So we have to um, take the buyer beware approach. Yeah. It's like we've got to do our own due diligence. Mm-hmm. So... There are, once again, so many healthy swaps you can do in my health coaching sessions. This is where I hand a sheet of paper to people and I say, you know, here are some of my favorite brands of everything from deodorant, face moisturizer, cleaning products, um, you know, everything you put in and on your skin. And it can just be really simple stuff that your great-grandmother would have used, like, you know, using white vinegar or eucalyptus oil to clean the house with. Mm. You know, my face moisturizer is simply a smear of extra virgin cold-pressed olive oil, which I buy anyway for my food, on the palm of my hand with a drop of essential oil. Rub my palms together, put that on my face. Could not be more simple. Yeah. So, yeah, I use a lot of um, pure therapeutic-grade essential oils and oil-infused products to swap out toxic chemicals in my personal care products and household cleaning products to simply create a toxic-free home environment because your home is the only environment you can control. Mm, that's right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing is like overcleaning in a sense, isn't it? People like, you know, because bacteria, certain types yeah. of bacteria. Yeah, we don't want to be fastidious body. about yeah. it and, you know, OCD about it. We want yeah. to keep things clean and tidy. We don't want to live in filth, yeah. but we don't want to over sanitize. We certainly don't want all those disinfectants and things mm. like that. Yeah. And the same goes for our bodies. You know, we don't want to put conventional mouthwash in it because that's going to kill all the good bacteria. Yeah. And we need this good bacteria. So we want to be using products that, yes, they can kill the pathogens and have a natural antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral effect, but they don't damage or disturb the natural good bacteria, the probiotics, which have a profound impact on our health. Mm. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and on that note, obviously, um, let's just talk a little tiny bit more about the gut, because obviously the gut the gut drives the brain. We've always yeah. thought differently, you know, the brain yeah. drives the gut. Yeah. But obviously now, as, you, as you're more, probably more aware than anyone, all the research going into the gut and how complex it is, and yeah. like, you know, we're pretty much like 90%, 90% of our cells are bacteria cells. Yeah. We're yeah. Only, so we're only like 10% human. Yeah, human. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, um, yeah. it's, it's obvious that, you know, what you put into your body is going to play, you know, a significant, like, part in how, how you feel. It's going to become a part of you, right? Yeah. What you put into your body. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, just have a little quick look at my notes. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you is um, about the um, about you being a uh, vegetarian. So I, I looked I at was, your, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were yeah. a vegetarian and I uh, yeah. had a quick little look for your website yeah. earlier uh, and that was um, obviously a while back and you found yourself kind of like um, with nutrient deficiencies and feeling mm, uh, and, yeah. and in a bad state of health yeah. basically, was it, as, as a result of that. I'm not yeah. saying that's always a bad thing, but I'd just like to know what your... Yeah, so for me, like I turned to a vegetarian diet um, in my early 20s and was vegetarian for almost a decade because I thought that that was being healthy because the government very much steers us to a high-grain, low-fat diet under the conventional food pyramid. So being a vegetarian, perfectly fit, this high-grain, low-fat diet. Um, And at first when people become vegetarian, they start feeling a lot better, but I think that's because they've they've made a conscious decision to cut out all the processed food and the crap. So of course, once you cut out processed food and crap, you're going to feel better. But the, the kicker is a vegetarian diet for me wasn't sustainable 
because it wasn't, I, it demineralized my body. It was too much heavy in grains. And we're not, as a species, biologically designed to eat a large amount of grains. We are, for better or for worse, whether you like it or not, we're designed to be hunter-gatherers. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how our genes were set. And I also was very, very much lacking in um, all the nourishment that you get from your traditional fats. So I wasn't eating anywhere near enough um, saturated fats from natural sources. So basically I kept breaking bones. I had more osteoskeletal issues than anybody I'd ever met. I had cystic acne. I became legally blind. I stopped menstruating. I had chronic neck and back and shoulder pain. Um, and that, that's when we, like, after I had my first son and I was vegetarian during that pregnancy and my hair fell out and my gums receded. So I had more health issues than you could poke a stick out. And that's when my baby boy, who we were also raising as vegetarian, ended up in hospital. And I was, you know, a really fastidious vegetarian. I'd always combine my grains with my legumes to make a complete protein. Everything was organic. Nothing was processed. And we still weren't able to maintain vibrant health. And that's when I went searching and looking for answers okay so um some people say oh i do really well on a vegetarian diet and maybe you're starting out with a much much higher health bank account than what i was starting out at so if you're born and blessed with a really high health bank account you know even if you're not contributing and investing in that health bank account with nutrient-dense foods and you're just making withdrawals from it by the time you die you're still going to have quite a health bank account but for me my health bank account when i was born was pretty low so on a conventional diet and then a vegetarian diet, I went into the red really quickly, mm. and that's where I hit, you know, crash and burnout. And then over the past um, decade, I've been investing and investing and investing in these healthy, more healthy lifestyle choices by nourishing my body with nutrient-dense foods, getting rid of all the toxins in personal care products and household cleaning products. And the proof is in the pudding. When you just start feeling better and you're just more vibrant mm. and you never get sick and all your osteoskeletal issues disappear and you start menstruating and your body just starts working and you never get tired, mm. you think, well, this has got to be right. There's got to be something in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and two questions based on what you were just yeah. saying. And the first one was uh, in regards to, it's fascinating because you get all of your Michael wine pretty much or the majority of it from your mother, yeah? Yeah. Directly from your mother. Yeah, when, when you go through the Exactly, and that yeah. sets you up um, for life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and also with the, what I find fascinating is like obviously breastfeeding with the prebiotics yeah. and all of these things yeah. that I never even knew until I read it in a, yeah. in a book, really good book called it's called Gut actually, and yeah. uh, I found it fascinating. But yeah, um, that's because obviously you said you were born not the optimal state yeah. of health, um, yeah. and I'm just curious as to like was you was it based on your because. There's all these different things they find out about now. I don't know if you've heard of epigenetics. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've oh, wrote a blog post on that. Oh, so, wow. Can you just so, describe some of that? Just? Yeah. So basically, what I say to my clients is that, you know, we, we can try and blame our parents for all our health woes and say, oh, it's all in my genes. Mm. I was, you know, I'm going to blame my parents. But modern science tells us that the genes we inherit from our parents are only responsible for a very, very small fraction of our health. And our health is largely dependent upon a number of different environmental or lifestyle or epigenetic factors. Mm -hmm. And the two broad categories of these factors are nourishment on the one hand and toxins on the other hand, yes. which is why I'm so um, passionate about nourishing our body in all different ways, including with our food and removing all the toxins because they cause inflammation, they're the root cause of all disease. And in my health coaching sessions, I further unpack these two broad epigenetic factors of nourishment and toxins into eight, what I call the eight foundations of health. So our health is dependent upon 
what we eat, what we drink, how we move, how we sleep, how we breathe, how we manage our stress, our connection with ourselves and with others, and spending time in nature. And each of those things can be either a source of nourishment or a source of toxicity in their own right. Mm. So investing in nourishing lifestyle choices basically adds to our health bank account. And when we invest, or when we make withdrawals from our health bank account, you know, that's lowering our health. So I say to my clients, particularly those with children, um, think of um, your... These states will actually manifest, comes down to nourishment and toxins. So if you're born with a celiac gene, but you never ever expose yourself to gluten, that gene can never, that that disease state can never get switched on. So that's why we say that hard-coded genes is like a loaded gun and it's epigenetics, these lifestyle choices that pull the trigger. Ah, Yeah. So that's why, and this is, you know, the kicker is this. Because we control to a large degree these eight lifestyle epigenetic factors, it means we control to a large degree the expression of our and our children's genes. Exactly. And that is such an awesome and empowering responsibility, it is. It is. especially as a parent. That's it, and it's, it's how you, it's just not even just to clear it up for the listeners, it's not like when you're pregnant. It's literally your lifestyle and what you put into your body yeah. is most likely based on epigenetics yeah. and whatnot. It's going to yeah. have an effect on exactly. your, your, you know, your newborn. Yeah, so that that's, why, that's why we start preparing for pregnancy a good three years before we even want to fall Great pregnant point. all throughout our pregnancy and then all throughout the formative years and keep going on and on. And it's never really too late. Like, yeah. you know, the human body has infinite capacity to heal and repair it's always searching for homeostasis for Mm. balance and if we just get out of our own way and get rid of all the toxins and nourish ourselves with great food and hydration and movement and sleep and all those eight factors you know the human body can then really hum and thrive and fire in all six cylinders our children can grow and function properly perform their best and we can reach our true potential and why else are we here yeah exactly that's it yeah well put um, I was going to ask you one more question on that and um, what you would, something you mentioned. Um, I just wanted to give the audience more of a, a heads up on saturated fat and facts yeah. quickly because yeah. um, I know most people have an addiction to sugar one way or another, yeah. including myself. For me now, it's more like I, I eat my body crave nutrients, right? So um, it's yeah. taken me a while. You know what it's like. It yeah. takes a while on the journey to get to the level where yeah. you're actually eating intuitively and in tune yeah. with the body. But sometimes I go all the ball with calories and sugar in general. Yeah. It's normally natural sugars, like yeah. some of the ones you mentioned. Yeah. But um, a lot of people are addicted to sugar. And yeah. like what you mentioned earlier about the the um, the swaps that they should go for, yeah. for example, coconut sugar, uh, you know, maple syrup and whatnot. A lot of people straight away are going to hear that and go, boom, okay, that, that means I can replace the refined sugars with that. And then they probably, they may still be overeating it. So can you give them an example on um, like saturated fats? Because yeah. people still, they still don't seem to apply what, they tell, what I tell them about saturated fats. Yeah. It becomes, you know, grass-fed butter, you know, coconut yeah. oil, yeah. Uh, all these things. Even like lean red meat, if you get good quality grass-fed yeah. meats, uh, yeah. you know, a couple of times a week. Yeah. And the types of fat, because a lot of vitamins are fat soluble as well, yeah, right? Exactly. So, so vitamins you get from med vegetables yeah, yeah, and whatnot, yeah. you need yeah. a certain type of fat to absorb it. Yeah, so. yeah, well, people are frightened because.
because we've been brainwashed by 50 years of mainstream dietetics to avoid saturated fats like the plague. Yes. Okay. So we know we all try and do the good thing and follow the food pyramid, but where has that led us into this epidemic of chronic illness and degenerative disease? Mm. So you know we've told to avoid saturated fats. We've we've replaced them with these industrialized seed oils. Okay, and when you take fat out of something because it's so tasteless, food drives had to pump it full of sugar mm-hmm. to make it palatable. So we've got this situation um, over the past 100 years where our sugar intake has increased, our saturated fat um, intake has decreased, and it's led to this epidemic of chronic illness and degenerative disease because of one word, mismatch. That's a fundamental mismatch with how we're designed to, to live. We're not designed to have a lot of sugar, and we're designed to have saturated fats from natural sources. So saturated fats from natural sources is absolutely essential for our survival and it's essential for our immunity, for the proper functioning of our hormones, our brains, cell structure, the heart, the liver, the kidneys. Um, Without saturated fats, we can't properly absorb the vitamins and minerals in food. So fruits and vegetables contain, as you said, fat-soluble vitamins and minerals, meaning they need to be teamed with quality saturated fats in order for those vitamins and minerals to be properly absorbed. So this is why the English had strawberries with cream. And the, rock, and the um, Italians would have rock melon with prosciutto, and closer to my home, the Cypriots would have watermelon with halloumi cheese. So saturated fats are like the most ideal source of fuel for mankind. They provide a slow, steady source of energy all throughout the day, unlike carbohydrates, especially refined carbohydrates, which provide for insulin spikes and crashes. So I say to my clients, Think of saturated fats as like throwing a log on a fire. That log should keep that fire going for a good five to seven hours until you need to throw another log on a fire. So they're extremely satiating. And as a vegetarian, because I wasn't eating much saturated fat and it was more of a grain-based, hence carbohydrate-based diet, I was constantly eating, like every two hours, because I, I was ravenous and hungry for nutrients and I just wasn't getting it from my food. So saturated fats, they're extremely nutritious and they're very satiating. So um, the best sources are things like your pastured egg yolks, um, butter and cream from grass-fed cows, the fat on the rim of pastured animals. So I say to my clients, don't chop off the, the fat that's on the rim oh, right, of okay. that piece of steak. We need to eat that. Oh, okay, because earlier on I was eating, actually just before this, I was eating a steak and I don't normally do it, but I thought, oh, maybe I should just cut off that fat then. Oh, okay, that's No, to be we want to eat, oh, let's waste. hold food. Yeah, so we yeah. want to eat the fat that's on the rim wow. of meat, provided that meat mm. is from pastured sources, because not all meat is created equal. So cows are designed to eat one thing and one thing only, and that is grass. Yeah. And the reason why for some farmers feed them grains is simply to make them fat, but because it's not their natural diet, it makes them sick. And then they're sick, you know, you've got sick animals and then sick humans then eat the animal. So we want to ask for grass-fed and finished meat. So if your meat is 100% pastured, grass-fed and finished, the animals are eating what they're biologically designed to eat, we should be eating that meat. So for our hunter-gatherer ancestors, the fat the organs and the bones of the animal were the most highly prized parts of the animal and the muscle meat was often discarded. So if a hunter-gatherer walked into a modern-day butcher, they'd be going, what the heck are you guys eating? We threw out all this stuff. Where's all the good bits? Where's the bones? Where's the fat? Where's the organs of the animal? Because they're the most nutrient-dense parts. Okay, so that's why I'm so passionate about bone broth and organ meats and why I, I have a broth bar and why I run bone broth workshops and organ meat workshops and, and, and educating people on eat the fat, don't fear it. Um, there's no known toxicity even at high doses. 
And then when people say, oh, but isn't, doesn't it, isn't it bad for us? Doesn't it clog arteries and cause heart disease? That's a big fat myth. So that myth came about in the 1950s by this man called Ansel Keys, and he put forward this hypothesis called the diet heart hypothesis that was um, based on um, bad science. It was completely discredited by the scientific and medical community at the time, but the vegetable oil in the, uh, industry, which was in its infancy at the time, cottoned on to Ansel Keys and thought, yay, we can make him our poster boy, um, we can land him a cover of Time magazine, and we can get him to promote um, you know, spreadable butters and margarines and canola oil. And that was pretty much... Um, you know, it caused the biggest health scam the world has ever seen. And we're still reeling from the effects of it. It's going to take a lot of educating the masses yes. to switch people from these fake fats onto real, you know, back to the fats that have served um, human beings for millennia, so these natural fats. Um, and then other people say to me, okay, I understand now that saturated fat is healthy, it doesn't clog arteries, it... Um, doesn't cause heart disease, but won't it make me fat? So a lot of people are like really scared that fat, eating fat will make them fat. And that's another myth. So I spend a lot of time in health coaching sessions busting that myth. So the saying you are what you eat isn't quite right. It's you are what you metabolize. Mm. And we metabolize fat a lot more efficiently because that's how we've evolved, okay? So robust scientific studies both on animal subjects and human sh subjects show that eating fat from natural sources cannot physiologically make you fat. When they take two groups of animals or people and they feed one a low-fat diet and one a high-fat diet, it's always the ones on the low-fat diet that gain the most weight at the end. Why? Because if you're not eating a lot of fat, you can't help but eat more carbohydrates Right? And if you're not burning that off, that's going to um, convert to sugar and therefore fat in the body. Okay? But go. when you're eating a high-fat you know, high diet, then it's so satiating that you're not constantly snacking. Now, your dinner plate is going to look... Um, when I say a high-fat diet, people think, oh, that means that most of my plate will be fat. It's actually not like that. So in my health coaching session, sessions, I talk about the rule of thirds. So a third of your plate is like your fat protein source, which would be a piece of grass-fed steak or some organ meat or fish or chicken or pork, okay, with a cup of bone broth. So that's like a third of your plate. And then one third of your plate is above ground veggies and one third of your plate is root veggies. So two thirds of your plate is actually vegetables, yeah. which is what you mentioned at the very outset. Most of your plates should be vegetables. Yeah. Okay, and then the third of your plate, you know, which is like basically one palm size of protein per meal per day. Okay, it's not really a huge amount, so one palm size of protein per meal per day. Okay. Yeah, so that's how your plate will look like. Yeah. And just to question that, as well, you said root vegetables and, yeah. and uh, what was it? Above something? ground veggies. And above ground veggies, yeah. yeah. So could you just give us an yeah, example? Yeah, so above ground veggies are all the sort of things you would find normally in a salad. So like cucumber, tomato, celery, zucchini, things like that. You know, broccoli, spinach, spinach or your leafy greens, cruciferous, so your broccoli, your cauliflower. Then your root veggies are the below ground veggies, so yeah. potatoes, sweet potato, pumpkin, beetroot, turnips. Okay, cool. okay so carrots those, as well, is that yeah, good? carrots yeah, okay. is a root veggie. So if you, so root veggies is basically where you get primarily your carbohydrates from. Mm. So if you have eschewed grains and legumes, which most people have on a paleo style diet or you know species appropriate mm. um, whole foods diet, whatever you want to call it, diet, yeah. traditional whole foods diet, yeah. um, then basically where you're getting your carbohydrates. From it's from root veggies. Okay. Yeah, and it's particularly important 
for children and for athletes to make sure they have that serve of root veggies because if you don't, your body is going to start craving carbohydrates and you're going to get it from quick fix sugar sources. Mm, so if, if you are having sugar cravings, I say increase your fat content, increase your root veggie content. So, you know, make a tray of potato or sweet potato chips cooked in coconut oil for dinner, mm. you know, to have with your above ground veggies and that beautiful piece of grass fed Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah. prepare your veg. No excuses. Yeah. It's just yeah. like so important, and it's such a such a game changer. And a massive, just to go a bit deeper into the fats, real quick. Um, massive transformative thing for me as well, which is again over the last few years really is just experimenting more with different types of fats, saturated yeah. fats, um, like you know, like coconut oil, coconut yogurts, like coconut pro- yeah. products. Uh, you know, olive oil. I try yeah. to get that in once a day. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, the the grass fed meats. Um, yeah. Eggs I don't actually have any more because they don't fully agree with yeah. me. Right. Uh, you know, like just more nuts, avocados, yeah. just a wider range of yeah, fats. What I noticed yeah. different, like you must have gone through this yourself, obviously in a drastic way when you were on the vegetarian diet and having virtually no fats. But the difference in like, um, I was satiated, so I was fuller yeah. for longer. Um, I was um, actually basically not yet, so I wasn't getting hungry. I felt I had more strength as well, instantly. Like I don't know whether that's to do with like yeah. it does have a uh, it does play a massive part in hormone yeah. production and stuff. So yeah. it has the saturated fats, yeah. uh, and I just felt generally all round just much better. Yeah. I felt muscle more as well, yeah. and uh, my skin, yes. or my, my libido, everything exactly. like, was so, a massive change. Yeah, so you need those saturated fats for hormones. Yeah. Okay, so um, you know particularly your sex hormones, and that's yeah. how I started ovulating again. Um, once I started including, you know, once I really upped my saturated fat intake, okay, so you need it for brain function. 65% of our brain is saturated fat. So if you're starving and turning that tap off, mm. you're going to get brain fog, anxiety, and depression. Mm. And you need saturated fats for the healthy functioning of all your internal organs, the heart, the liver, the kidneys, and for cell structure. And yeah, great for our, our skin health. Yeah, my skin started just glowing yeah, yeah, once I started same. eating a traditional whole foods diet. Same. And talking about ocean fish and the types of yes. fatty acids, which are essential, yeah. right? And they're yeah. kind. Yeah. Uh, I generally tend to have like salmon, mackerel, and yeah. sardines, those kinds. Yeah. Because um, obviously, toxicity, I think tuna is a bit more toxic, right? With the metals, is it a little bit? A little bit more, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. I mean, it's still good in there. Um, yeah. So I tend to like rotate, but mainly between yeah. those three, I would like yeah. to be more varied with yeah. it. But um, yeah, so ocean fish, how many so times a week would you say generally? I'd say like twice a week with fish, yeah. and the rule with fish is wild. So we want to opt for wild fish, not farmed yes. fish, because farmed fish are fed a very unnatural diet of soy pellets, antibiotics, colour dyes injected into farm salmon to give it that pink colour, and the cramped and crowded conditions called hatcheries breed illness and disease. So we want to go for wild, not farmed fish. Now in Australia, all trout is farmed. So unless you want to go out and fish your own trout, I avoid ocean trout. All salmon in Australia is also farmed, other than salmon from the Canadian Way, right. which comes from Canada, which is why I sell it at Broth Bar, because I want no, easy access don't tell me to that. it. So I normally get it from yeah. the Piermont, yeah? So that's so it will be farmed. Oh, yeah. Damn. So but this is down. where we have to educate ourselves on the Jeez. source of food. Where did it come from? What's been done to it? Yeah. Mm. Um, you can get tinned wild salmon at the supermarket. So if it yeah. says wild on it, it is wild. So I always have a stash in my pantry of tinned wild fish, like mackerel, yeah. sardines, anchovies, salmon, because um, they make really quick, easy lunches. Mm. So for lunch, you know, you just grab, you know, a, um, a tin of wild fish, make a beautiful salad, bang, your lunch is done, mm. okay? Great for school lunches as well. So make sure it so, says wild on it, because I get, I get um, ones which I think are good, they're sustainably caught and they've been around for years, 
can't think of the name now. I think it's from like Scandinavia or something. Um, but yeah, I get these Tim ones. Oh, I can't think of King Edward. Is it called King Edward? King Oscar. King They're Oscar. wild. They're wild. Thank God Yay. for that. I was going to say, oh, no, there's me thinking I'd be unhappy no. and all the fish That's are okay, being fun. But the thing is, it's all a journey yes. and we're all learning like every day, like every, you know, week, month, year. We're just tweaking and tweaking and, and you know, and, and our defining characteristic is growth. We're, we're hungry for knowledge. So we're always going to be learning new things and we mm. don't beat ourselves up and we don't get overwhelmed. It's just one step at a time. And this is where I sit with clients in health coaching and I just help them, okay, like this is the first step, you know, this is the second step and I've got like this 28 um, row table of healthy swaps Mm. and you just do one a week and so in half a year your life is transformed. So don't get overwhelmed by it, Mm. it's just just healthy swapping one at a time. Awesome. Yeah, and it's, um, I was just going to say then, just, just that salmon you mentioned then, is it a wild Canadian one? It's called the Canadian... No. So if you go to his website, the Canadian Way, and look at Stockers. Right. I mean, I definitely sell it at Broth Bar and Lada. Oh, you sell it over there? Oh, yeah. great. I'll come see you Which is, I mean, I sell it because I want easy access to it for yeah, me. My daughter does the smoked salmon, the fillers, oh, awesome. tuna and salmon roe. And they call the salmon roe potent fertility food. Wow. So his salmon has a um, omega-3 to 6 ratio of 10 to 1. So it's potently anti-inflammatory. Oh, okay. Great stuff. And um, in terms of people like I always try and cover this because I know a lot of people listening, I mean, it's just the day and age we live in, um, people want to look better, right? So a lot of the time, yeah. like even though people want to focus on health, um, it takes a while for some people, um, depending on the person obviously, but I, with, with my background and competitions and stuff and all the rest of it and modeling stuff, it was always how I looked first. And uh, as I mentioned before, um, I was always chasing like how I looked instead of how mm. I felt. And it was just a never ending struggle because I was never satisfied. It was, it's like a body image issue. We all, uh, yeah. most of us deal with these one, one way or another at some point in our lives. But um, how do you, how, how anything you, any tips you'd have to listen yeah. to to losing body fat and looking yeah. better? So I know we've yeah. covered a lot with uh, yeah. health. Well, it's funny. So with fat loss, for example, in my health coaching sessions, I'll say to people, yeah, what do you want to achieve? And if they tick the fat loss, you know, the weight loss um, bucket uh, box, I say to them, I don't really need to talk to you about weight loss because it will automatically naturally happen mm. as a result of reducing the mismatch. So the mismatch with our biology, our genes, and those epigenetic lifestyle environmental factors. So when you reduce that mismatch, when you align yourself with how we are biologically designed to eat, drink, move, sleep, all those eight foundations, the mismatch reduces and we just naturally look and feel better. The way any excess fat naturally melts off. If you want to gain lean muscle mat, you'll naturally increase yeah. it. Yeah, send the white so, Yeah, and it yeah. comes back down to toxins and nourishment. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's so straightforward, really. Yeah, it's straightforward. And also, I think that question comes down to self-love. Mm. So if you are coming from a place of place of self-love and self-respect, you will naturally want to nourish yourself in all of those eight foundations. You'll mm-hmm. want to get a lot of sleep. You'll want to drink you know, clean water and not tap water. You'll want to nourish yourself with nutrient-dense mm-hmm. foods. You know, you'll want to move and spend time outside and cultivate strong connections with yourself and with other people. Okay, so when you're coming from that place of self-love and you fill your bucket with all those things, you can't help but to look and feel amazing. It will just naturally happen as a byproduct of that. Mm. That's where it's gonna come from first, and then you'll just start glowing, and you'll be this walking, talking, beaming picture of health, mm. and people look at you and go, I want some of that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you have to come, you've gotta come from that 
from that first. That's it's right. got to stem from self-love and self-respect. Yeah, and yeah. that's a very, very good point. So it's, it's okay to love yourself, all right? Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. But no, it's, um, But not the, in a hedonistic no, way, it's no, not no, vanity. Just, it's just to be the best possible yeah, version of yourself. You, exactly, and that's what drives yeah. you to look after yourself is because you, yeah. know, you love looking after yourself. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that, is it? Yeah. Um, but the only thing is that it's, 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 easy, it's easily said um, and the, you know, the, the drivers behind why I train and look after myself and the way I train, everything's evolved over the last couple of years. Uh, it's all about just health, really, moving better, yeah. feeling better, um, and looking good is now a byproduct of that. Exactly, just, just as you mentioned it will naturally happen. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. just how do you, it's only because, for example, here, I'm a personal trainer here at um, Titan Fitness, and the majority of people who come to me, it's because they're unhappy with certain areas on their body, right? So mm-hmm. it comes back to like wanting to look better. So, and not everyone, like every, a lot of people have different journeys and stuff like that, but it's, it's seldom that people come to me and it'd be great if they come to me like, right, I want to just go on this amazing fitness journey, I want to feel better, and I just want overall wellness, like it just doesn't happen. And most people come to me, oh, I want to work on this area, I'm not happy with that area. It, it stems from insecurities. Mm. So, um, yeah, so how would you get that yeah. extra cost just in terms of like, well, just find the reasons why it I, yeah? I would say that educate people that health is so multifactorial, mm. you know? So, you know, getting them to understand these eight epigenetic factors and say, yes, movement is one part of it, and you know, that's where you come in and can teach them how to yep. move functionally. But it's also like, let's look at, you know, nourishing yourself. You know, what are you eating? Let's look at, you know, how are you hydrating yourself? Are you having all these sports and energy drinks that, you know, are you drinking tap water or are you drinking pure filtered water? Are you adding, you know, unrefined salt to your water? Are you know, having fruit juices? Like, look, you know, what are you drinking? Um, how much sleep are you getting? Um, are you spending any time outdoors, you know, in nature? Are you getting, you know, that vitamin D from the sun? You know, how, how are your relationships, not just with yourself but with others? So it's making sure that these eight buckets are all filled up as much as possible and then they, they will just naturally feel and look better. So looking at health from a more sort of a holistic point of view, that there's eight foundations of health and not just one. There's no one big fix. Yeah, yeah so it comes down to the balance and essentially. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. I was going to say something else, but I forgot. There we go. I blame on the lack of sleep. Yeah. So what other questions? Oh, that's that's what I wanted to say. Right. So talking about drinking water yeah. uh, and those kind of things, and I just wanted to try and simplify, like yeah. you know, xenoestrogens and phytoestrogens and all these things that um, people are consuming, uh, you know, without realizing. For example, um, I still do it now. I, I drink out of plastic bottles, right? But like, I I have the ones which are BPA, BPS free, yeah. and stuff like that. But then I know I've just learned now that. There's like a little number on the side of the bottle. So even if it says BPS free, BPF free, and all yeah. the rest of it, like the plastics, the harmful ones, yeah. there's like a little number on the side, like a triangle. And um, if it's number two, three, four, two, three, or four, it's good. I've yet to see those numbers. It's number one or seven. So right. apparently they're really toxic as well. Yeah. But I know it's I know it's the bottom of the list. It's not the big rocks. Yeah. Uh, but I would just like to clear this up for myself yeah. and for the audience. Um, like drinking out of plastic bottles. Um, how do you, how do you, do you have you got a filter? Yeah. yeah. So I avoid plastic where I can. I mean, you know, often we get caught out. And occasionally, you know, I'll have to buy some water in a plastic bottle. That's a really rare, few and far between event. I get into the habit of carrying stainless steel water bottles with me everywhere. So at night, I will fill them all up. I add a pinch of sea salt or Himalayan crystal salt or, you know, some other unrefined salt like Murray River Lake salt. Not Saxa table salt, which is stripped of all minerals just so and toxic going. and bleach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just explain, there's like 60 different types of trace minerals in like yeah, so, salt. Right? Yeah, yeah, so do magnesium, chlorine. Now, when you, I mean, our body runs on one thing and one thing only, and that is nutrients. Yeah. And salt, basically, in its unrefined state, is basically minerals. Mm. Okay, so 
So we add a little bit of, um, we want to, first of all, we want filtered water. Um, unless you've got access to spring water or glacial runoff or something like that, we don't yeah. want to drink tap water because tap water is full of chlorine, fluoride and heavy metals. Yeah. yeah. So we want to have a good water filter system and um, if people listening want to know where to go, I recommend the water shop. So just Google and look up the water shop, tell them I referred you, you can get 20% awesome. discount. And that's just Sydney yeah. based, mate, That's Sydney based yeah. and there's, I've got another contact in Melbourne, people can contact me and I can okay, let so you I'll, know. Okay, so I'll hit this up myself, yeah. so the water shop, what is this exactly? So it's like a, basically a reverse osmosis water filtration system which takes out everything and reconstructs H2O. Okay. Okay, so it's a four layer water filtration system. You can get a triple system, which is still fine, it just mm. doesn't have that extra fourth layer of water filtration. And then two, and that just sits um, either on your countertop or under your bench and you've got then pure water. I mean, hydration is the second foundation of health. It is, should be a non-negotiable. Mm. We should all have access to pure, clean water. Mm. Okay, so and then to that clean, pure water, we add a pinch of salt. So the rule is about a quarter, an eighth to a quarter of a teaspoon for every one litre of water. And this makes a massive difference to your energy levels and you're able to assimilate the nutrients in the water. Um, you're not going to be constantly peeing because your body, your bloodstream is in a state of um, homeostasis. Mm -hmm. So adding salt to your water is so important. Um, athletes really notice a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. um, and then just fill up and buy as many different stainless steel water bottles as you want to drink in a day. So if you want to drink, and I recommend a minimum of two to three litres a day, buy two to three bottles of water. Carry them around with you. When, when one finishes, You've all about automatically got a second one to go to. Great. Otherwise, you're like, oh, yeah, I've got to go fill that up. And then one thing will lead to another thing and hours will go by and you've been dehydrated. Um, dehydration is, you know, massive in society today. And, you know, sure. people often have headaches and reach, you know, think they're hungry, but they're actually just dehydrated. Yeah. So, so especially when they yeah. get up in the mornings, because I've got this 28-day uh, challenge I'm doing yeah. with people now. And uh, I don't normally like doing shorts and things, but this is just more of like a, trying to get them to build yep. up a healthy relationship with food and, yeah. and all that, get moving more, simple yeah. stuff really. But in the morning, I say, right, okay, because you wake up dehydrated for a yeah, start. Yeah, so you have part, a glass And of people water. straight away are just slamming coffees down, yeah, right? Yeah, um, And I say, right, so I'll say like, um, a, few, yeah. like a few grams of pink Himalayan salt. Yes. Uh, or like half a teaspoon, a teaspoon, and yeah. then just some water, maybe 300 exactly. ml, and some, a quarter of yeah. lemon squeeze. Just yeah, like, perfect way yeah. to start the day. Awesome. And that kickstarts digestion, hydrochloric acid in your tummy, so it gets things moving. Great stuff. Yeah, really important. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah um, I won't keep it for too much longer. Um, I've just got like two more questions for you. So, um, I noticed one of your uh, quotes on the thing was, let food, let food be thy medicine, yeah. Yeah, which is obviously your, your yeah. ancestry, your um, yeah. Cypriot, right? So yeah, it kind of so stemmed Hippocrates from said that. Hippocrates, yeah? Yeah, yeah so, um, and obviously let, men, let thy medicine be your food the other way yeah, around as well, yeah? Exactly. So, um, just to, just to, I mean, a few sentences for people, just yeah. to sum that one up from, just to say, finally, yeah. how fundamental it is in terms of what you put into your body and your health. Yeah, exactly. Well, it couldn't, you know, it can't be more simple than that. So food really can be the greatest source of the most potent medicine or it can be the most vile toxin, depending on the food, okay? So, you know, well-sourced, unprocessed food is basically what has served human beings for millennia. It's what got us through before pharmaceuticals, okay? We thrived and survived on food and, and you know, plants and potent plant medicine. Okay, that's what got us through and no illness should be treated if you can treat it with food first. And in society we often, 
you know, I think the, the pharmaceutical industry is it's all about quick fixes. You know, we get sick, we go to the doctor, you get a script. But, you know, what's the underlying cause? Is it a micronutrient deficiency? You can fix that from food. Mm -hmm. You know, is it dehydration? You know, have some more water. Yeah. So a lot of the time, you know, turn to food first, mm. okay? Um, and, you know, in my experience, 99% of the time, you know, once you know, we can heal ourselves yeah. with, with nutrient-rich food. There'll always be, you know, maybe that small percentage of people in the population who have nailed the diet and still, for whatever reason, um, aren't looking and feeling their best. And that's when I say to them, okay, let's go to an integrative or functional medicine practitioner, get a suite of blood tests done, and to see what the lay of the land is inside you. Mm. And we'll work with that practitioner to try and address those medical issues. Okay. But, you know, food is the foundation. It's, you know, it's, it's paramount. It should be our first port of call. Mm. And I know from my experience, I mean, I, you know, went from rock bottom to, you know, vibrant health just from changing my diet. And I see this all the time in my health coaching practice. Awesome, yeah. Um, I didn't. I wasn't as extreme with you, but yeah, I can totally relate because I was in a bad state of health. But mainly mentally, for me, it was the psychological warfare of binge eating. Yeah. Um, like so, I would like restrict all week. I would get to the yeah. weekend and just be an all-out binge. Uh, and when mm. I overcome that, start having more vegetables or fats, yeah. cutting down the processed yeah. stuff. Actually, first things first, cutting out supplements, like protein yeah, supplements. Yeah, you just full don't of, need... Exactly, yeah. I cut all that out, and that was a game changer. Yeah. And, that, that, you know, and the processed foods then just slowly yeah. started eliminating when I started increasing vegetables and yeah. being more satiated. I just yeah. wanted to ask you about nutrient deficiencies real yeah. quick. You mentioned, because vitamin D, I'm finding, is a very, very yeah. common one, right? So I was just going to say... But it shouldn't take, be in Australia because we've got know, so much stuff. We've got so much stuff. So I don't take any action. We don't need to because in terms of how if much... If you're getting outside, you're getting enough sunshine. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're eating a nutrient-rich diet and you're spending some time outdoors in the midday sun, mm. you should be getting <clears throat> all the vitamin D you need. Mm. But, but you need cholesterol-rich foods to convert the sunshine into vitamin D. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. So if people are on this low-fat diet and think cholesterol is a dirty word and avoid cholesterol-rich food like we spoke about before, like your egg yolks, the fat on the meat and all mm. that, then they're not gonna, their bodies won't be able to make that conversion yeah. from sunshine to vitamin D. So we need to make sure we've got lots of ample saturated fats from natural sources, spending time outdoors. A little easy th tip is have lunch outdoors. Mm. Okay? So instead of sitting inside, go outside. And just ask yourself, can I do whatever I'm doing outdoors? So if I'm reading something, can I just take it outside and read it in the sun? Mm. You know, And once again, because of... Um, you know, mainstream society where sort of brainwashed to think that the sun is really bad and we're sun phobic. Yeah. But you know, we, we want to spend time outdoors up until the point of not burning. Yeah. So anytime up until that point, yeah, it's a good thing. So yeah. that's why I, I, I don't cover up, I don't wear sunscreen, I don't yeah. wear I don't wear sunglasses. Yeah. You know, we, we love the sun, we, you know, our bodies crave and need it. Yeah. And also just, you know, it feels so great, all those hormones. And your mood changes really I think it's yeah. us, uh, the hypothalamus and serotonin yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. In terms of my mood, if I've just gone up yeah. the sun for like 10, 20 minutes even, it does, yeah. have, a, it does have a massive effect. Yeah. Right? Um, I just, but for people, sorry to interrupt, for people right. who, for whatever reason, because the climate they're living in, um, if they aren't getting enough access to the sun, in that situation, I would recommend, and I don't really consider it a supplement, um, cod liver oil, fermented cod liver oil. It's really a food because it's... Um, it's the the oil from the liver of a codfish. Yeah, it's the offal again, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Exactly. It's like
olive oil. I don't consider olive oil a supplement. No. So um, green pastures or rosettas, there's some good brands out there. Fermented cod liver oil. A lot of the fish oils are really crap on the market because they're heavily processed and rancid. But if you get a good brand like rosettas or green pastures, fermented cod liver oil um, in tablets or in gel, that's a great source of vitamin A, D, and K2. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because I'm from the UK, so I was taking supplements back yeah. there. Wasn't getting enough yeah. sun. So, yeah, it's just being mindful of that, really, in there. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Uh, and then the last thing, then, basically, is uh, I was just going to see if you. Uh, have like some sort of, I don't know, whether it's a motivational speech or anything really, just to summarize the conversation we've had and because um, like my purpose behind this is the fact that we're, uh, we're facing an epidemic, right, of, mm. of chronic illness, obesity. Uh, obviously, I want to help people get in shape, right? It's called, mm. it's called Optimize Your Body, this podcast, but I want to help people get in shape and look better, but that is a side effect of good health, as we said, right? So, mm. um, so that is my purpose. It's like, you know, um, try and look after yourself, put the right stuff in your body, um, because the epidemic we're facing, it just gives me more drive to, to help people, you know, because um, I'm just coming across more and more people yeah. with insulin resistance and stuff as well, and diabetes, yeah. people are not even overweight. So anyway, sorry, I went off a bit there. Yeah, um, yeah so anything you so can summarize. So I would with. just say, to summarize it all, let's be mindful of reducing the mismatch between our biology, our anatomy, what we're designed for, and what we're actually doing to our body with these environmental and epigenetic factors. You know, in the fields of nutrition and hydration and movement and sleep and all these eight different epigenetic factors, let's just try and reduce the mismatch and go back to, you know, what we're biologically designed to, to be. Mm. And when you reduce the mismatch, then we just naturally fire on all six cylinders. Okay. And I think the fastest and easiest place to start on that journey is with food. Mm. Food for me, like nourishing your body with nutrient-dense food is the fastest and easiest way of reclaiming and maintaining spectacular health with the most profound impact. It's the low-hanging fruit because we've got to eat three times a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, so exactly. you, you always have a choice as to what to eat. Yeah. You can either choose nutrient-rich foods or you can choose processed foods. So starting with your diet, I would think, would be the best place to start. Mm, that's it. And just eliminating, I just, what I would like to say yeah, is just, it's just I tell people just to try and reduce or eliminate altogether processed foods. Yep. And that alone, is oh. I notice the difference on people, yeah. on clients and whatnot, the difference yeah. in how they look as well, it's yeah. insane. Just that yeah. little thing, if you can just try and be mindful of that. And then, yeah, because once awesome. you remove the processed foods, you can't help but fill it with more nutrient-dense food. Exactly. So it's this double, it's this bifold, you know, effect. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, so just if um, you could give the listeners, uh, the listeners um, just more details on where they where can find, find your me. platforms and yeah. wherever you've got to offer them. Yeah, so my website is, you can find me at staranisorganic.com, so www.staranisorganic.com. Um, Staranis Organic is also where you can find find me on my social pages so instagram facebook and twitter um, and then there's the contacts page of on my website where you can reach out and contact me uh, by text mobile phone or email awesome. yep and you can see that we also run i run a cooking school um, so both online workshops and in-person workshops i'm doing a round of organ meat workshops at the moment um, health coaching um, so that's one-on-one -on -one health coaching um, and then my physical bricks and mortar store, Broth Bar and Larder, is in Bronte, and that's where my 15 staff uh, make all these nutrient-dense products that your great-grandmother would have made. So you can find us there, and we also have an online store where we ship 
those products. Great, yeah. great. Uh, yeah, and that, that was amazing. Thank you very much. That was, uh, I, was I wish I got my notepad once again for that one. I made some notes, but that's all good. I'll just watch this back yeah. now. Um, yeah, and if you could uh, please give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that would be massively appreciated. Trying to make this podcast grow, so uh, that would be. And um, what I'll actually do is I'll give you a freebie of some sort, whether it's a training program or something, uh, in return for that. So if you could please go over to iTunes, five star rating and review, and maybe just uh, send me an email once it's done, Martin Silver at hotmail.co.uk. That is uh, that's great, and and that's a wrap. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>